Super Greater Riftalistic Ancient Mesa Dosis. Finding ancient furnaces is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, the demons get precocious. Super Greater Riftalistic Ancient Mesa Dosis. This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, Episode 85, Sleep Deprived Nevik Poppins. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nevik. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Antonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Dreja. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up. Chill. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 85 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Tuesday, June 2nd, and I am your host, Nevik, and I am joined by my two co-joeys. Uh, how are you, Brasia? And Jen? Oh, wait. No, I'm not joined by either of my co-joeys, and, uh, but, uh, Fortunately, my fourth musketeer here is here. I mean, Lantonio, how are you? Oh, wait, he's not here either. So, yes, you just have me, good old Nevik, all by my lonesome, doing another show, another solo show. Woo! So, uh, I guess we'll get right into what I've been up to. So, um, after last episode, you know, immediately following our recording... Uh, the Diablo 2 ladder reset, and I believe it was around 12.30 p.m. Pacific when the uh, servers came back up, so I immediately created a druid. I decided to go with the druid, and uh, over on the U.S. East, Hardcore, um, I decided that I would, uh, you know, try it out, because Hardcore lied for nothing, right? And uh, why why did I go with the druid? Um I was watching this other guy streaming. He was playing solo um, Diablo 2. Because, you know, I just wanted to get in the mood, you know, and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, bring me back. And uh, he was playing a sorceress at first, and he was struggling, as, as you do when you don't have anything, don't have any gear, don't have any twink. Well, even when you do have twink gear, it's like you, you still have to um, suffer for a while. And I kind of remembered that, but I didn't quite remember it. But then he switched over to a barb, and he was having a much better go of things. And I was like, hey, you know what? While I'm not going to create a barb, why don't I go with a druid? You know, they're kind of similar. I mean, they're not the same, but they're similar enough, right? And I should have an easy time, because, you know, he's built like a melee. I can just stack a whole bunch of stamina, or not stamina, vitality, or whatever this stat, I believe it is, vitality. That way I have a bunch of stamina and a bunch of health because, you know, that's important so you don't die. And 
and then I looked at the uh, werewolf because I, I didn't really want to create an elementalist um, druid because that would be like just doing a sorceress and no, I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to do a summoning druid because, uh, well, for obvious reasons. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I guess that leaves me with the feral shape-shifting tree to dump points into. So I uh, went as a werewolf um, because it's the only thing you really can do. And it was, um, well, if you think Diablo 3's beginning game is uh, a little, well, boring. <laughs> oh boy, Diablo 2. Um, yeah, rose-tinted glasses, uh, not not quite as kind. Not, not, as, not quite as fun as I remember it to be. But I kept, you know, I kept pushing along because, you know, Cyberwolf and Breckclaw and let's see who else, Quad, and I think even, did Jesse? I don't even, no, I'm, I'm not sure if Jesse did. But anyways, you know, there were a couple of us and um, at first we all started staggered and we all were playing solo at first. And then I was like, uh, hey, uh, does that player's thing work in multiplayer? No, it doesn't. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, all right, well, then, then we finally joined all together, and we're, we're doing all right, you know, Reclaw with his freaking summoning Necro, and Cyberwolf, what was Cyberwolf playing as? Oh, he was playing as the Assassin, that's right. Oh, we were playing with Scrum, that's right, Scrum had joined us as well, and uh, he created a bunch of characters. But then I had to go pick up my daughter, because uh, last week was my daughter's last week of school, so I still had to go pick her up. And then when I came back, it was like, okay, well, where are you guys? Oh, we're... And and it was like, oh, you guys are almost done with Act... Act, uh, were they... Yeah, they were done with Act 2, and they were in Act 3. And I was like, uh, do I have to actually complete Act 2 to be able to... And was, yep, yep, you do. I was like, oh, okay, all right. So I was like, all right, well, I guess solo life, you know? I'm a lone wolf. I, I'm a werewolf, so it all makes sense. So I continued, and I killed Andariel, and then I was in Act... No, I had killed... Wait, I don't remember the exact... It wasn't until the following day, when I was... Then I was in Act 2, and... Oh, boy. I, I got up to level 20, and that wasn't without some help. Uh, Quad ended up giving me... Oh, crap, I don't remember. It was uh, some quote-unquote crafted gear using runes, and that helped a little bit. But holy moly, looking back at uh, Diablo 2 in comparison to Diablo 3, <laughs> oh boy, especially when you're considering hardcore, whew, I had a couple close calls. Um, in fact, uh, I was in the sewers of Act 2, and I had just killed Radamint, I think, and I ended up being poisoned, and that poison lasts forever, and I mean Forever, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm at one hit point!" So I started chugging potions like there was no tomorrow, and I was still at one hit hit point. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm just barely surviving!" No, oh my goodness! And then I clicked on a couple rejuve potions because those are instantaneous, whereas regular healing and mana potions are not. And uh, finally, the poison wore off, and then I realized, "Oh wait a second, poison doesn't kill you." It'll just bring you down to one hit point. <laughs> so I wasted a whole bunch of potions, but needless to say, I kept going. I uh, I got the I got both pieces of the Herodric staff, 
the the amulet and the staff itself and oh my goodness the maggot layer oh my goodness your follower oh wait i'm sorry mercenary ai is terrible for that area because i was using the rogue or the hunter or whatever you know the bow the bow mercenary and i i had to use her because as a melee character you know you don't want to hit a whole bunch of those freaking beetles because they always they're they're always electrified that that was another thing that i forgot i was like oh yeah there are monsters that always have specific affixes on them uh, you know that's something that we do have in diablo 3 but back in diablo 2 oh man electrified it really hurts especially when you don't have any lightning resist so anyways i was having to rely on her to kill these beetles from afar that way i didn't have to keep chugging potions and maggot layer just not not a good not a good place so anyways i got that done and um i i completed the herodric staff and it's like okay go down into the palace and that was about it <laughs> yeah i got to level 20 and i think i reached my i think i reached my my uh nostalgic point i was like yeah i'm pretty good on this does that mean i'm completely done with diablo 2 maybe i i would say unequivocally diablo 3 is a better game unequivocally now i know that's going to upset and anger a lot of people but i'm sorry the quality of life that we have in diablo 3 you know not having to work well we don't have to worry about picking up potions anymore <laughs> um but not having to pick up your gold not having to worry about stash tetris oh my goodness yeah oh that, that that's one thing that that's the one thing that i maybe if they changed that one thing stash tetris maybe i would be able i'd be more inclined to play more diablo 2 for those of you, those of our listeners out there that have never played Diablo 2, imagine your stash. And um, your stash in Diablo 3, the stash that you start off with, uh, your on-character uh, inventory, um, is bigger than what you start off in Diablo 2. And I don't remember if you get to expand it at all. I don't think you do. But um, potions don't stack. <laughs> Um, you have to carry a tome of town portal and maybe a tome of identification. And uh, what are those? Tome of town portal? Uh, that you had to actually have scrolls of town portal in order to port port back to town. Now there there is one thing that was nice about Diablo 2, and although this is um, more or less still the same in Diablo 3, where in Diablo 2, you could enter back in through somebody else's town portal, and those portals would stay open forever. So, um, you, you didn't have to worry about a portal closing on you. You could always just leave one open. Um, so yeah, that, um, that's, you know, that's four spots of your stash. And then if you have any charms, those take up slots in your stash. And grand charms take up three. They're three by one, and by that I mean they are three. They are three vertical spots, and one uh, horizontal. So uh, yeah, they, they take up a good portion. It gets to the point where you can pick up maybe a couple pieces of equipment, maybe one or two, um, depending on how many potions you have in your back, in your stash, um, because uh, until you get later into the game, 
you are pretty limited on how many potions you can actually um, have access to at any given time. Um, your belt would have four slots. And then, um, so your first starting off belt, I believe you get, it's like um, two by four. And then by the time you get to act two, you should have a three by four. And then finally by, I think, act four or act three, you get a four by four belt. That that way you can store up to 16 potions in in your belt. And uh, so yeah, yeah, you're, you're carrying potions like crazy because you know, you're always chugging. I mean, seriously how <laughs> I mean if you were really to think about it like if you were to chug that much liquid you would die <laughs> I mean just straight up die now of course this is magic and everything and video games so you know whatevs but still oh my goodness it's just if they could make potions stack and oh here's another thing you know those uh you know pole arms and two-handed swords well, two-handed swords take up uh, four vertical, one horizontal spot. Um, so they're, they're like your Tetris long piece. Um, and that makes them hard to deal with because sometimes you only have uh, your stash on your character is only four high. And I forget how much, how wide it is, maybe 12, 16, something like that. But then, uh, you know, those pole arms, haberdishes and stuff like that, they are four by two. <laughs> So yeah, they did. Oh, and armor is all uh, three by two. Uh, well, I mean chest armor. Helms are four or two by two. Uh, most weapons are usually three by two. Sometimes three by one. Sometimes two by one if it's a dagger. Um, yeah, you you run out of room really quick, and that's frustrating because you're like, oh, this is really cool, but I can't pick it up because I'm full on inventory. And that's the other thing about Diablo 2. If you're playing in multiplayer, which is probably the best way to play the game, um, there's, no, I mean, every, all loot drops for everybody. So um, if you don't pick anything up, you don't pick anything up because um, everybody else can pick it, pick up what dropped. And it, it can lead to some frustration. You know, um, it's akin to if you play Diablo 3 on the console, you know, you, you got your couch rules, except you're not, you're not, you don't have the uh, the luxury of being able to punch somebody and say, Hey, mofo, stop picking up my loot. No. So, yeah, there's that. So, yeah, if, if they were to fix that, I would be more inclined to go back to Diablo 2 because uh, as, as much as those systems are a pain in the ass to deal with, there is, I mean, Diablo 2 is still a great game once you get past all that. <laughs> I mean, once you start um, progressing in hell, it's uh, it's a really good game. Um, you just have to get there, and that's frustrating. And I didn't really have the patience to do that. And then, of course, there's there's all these different power leveling runs that you can do, and I didn't quite know how to do it. Oh, in quests, um, if you completed a quest, you can never do that quest again. Um, <laughs> So that, that's why you've probably heard uh, on a couple of other podcasts about people talking about uh, if you ever did the cow level back in Diablo 2, not to kill the cow king. Because if you did, you could never do the cow level on that difficulty ever again. So yeah, there's that. So I think I'm done with Diablo 2. It was a great trip down nostal uh, you know, nostalgia lane and to remember, oh yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, games have come a long ways, haven't they? <laughs> but uh, I didn't just play Diablo 2. I, uh, I think, in all honesty, I think my Diablo 2 diversion lasted exactly um, all of two days. Uh, I did play some Diablo 3. Most of it has been very recently, though. Um, I think I'm at Paragon 453, so I got about 13 levels since last episode. Um, goes to show just how much I haven't actually been playing too much, because I have been, I still have been busy with real life stuff. Uh, I mean, my daughter finished fourth grade, and my wife graduated with her master's from college, and so that, that you know, that was Friday and Saturday. <laughs> so those days were lost, and... And I was tired, and oh, oh boy, I forgot my pain medication on Saturday, and we had to drive all the way up to Richmond, and oh boy, yeah, that was a big mistake. Don't ever do that, people. If, if you are going to be out of town for most of the day, and your medication you have to take it three times a day, don't forget to bring some with you. Yeah, we went out to dinner. Um, uh, my parents... Well, my, my mom and my sister and my wife's parents and her brothers and sisters and our kids. And uh, it was a good dinner, but oh, yeah, pain. It's fun, isn't it? So anyways, um, like I said, uh, most of my Diablo playing has been over the past, mm, I guess, I guess you could say 24 hours, actually. Um, I hopped on last night and oh, I'm trying to think. I... I think I helped Lantonio level out his, uh, finish leveling out his monk. I think I did that. Yes, actually, I did do that since our last episode. So, um, I don't want to, you know, take the sail or the wind out of his sails, but Lantonio now has a level 70 monk. Yay! I hope he loves it as much as I love the monk. But, um, then I was, I don't remember exactly <laughs> because I'm kind of sleep deprived right now. Because I was up until about 4 a.m. playing. <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. But um, I, w I, I think it was uh, I think he's an Australian uh, player. Bryzy, um invited me to do some to do some uh, rips with him. So then then he brought in a friend who was a ZDPS witch doctor, and then we started doing some greater rifts, and we brought in a barb. And I think we started at a 21, just because um, it was like one of... I think we were going to do trials, but then we just decided to just use a key and then just work our way up. So we did a 21, then a 31, and then a 41, and oh my goodness, we were just absolutely smashing. I was I was using my secondary monk, my pull monk, um, because she's almost unkillable. I, I wouldn't say completely unkillable, but um, we she was doing fine absolutely fine nothing was really even scaring her even at 41 then we did a 46 and uh things were going great i mean we were we were smashing things Bryzy's demon hunter was all the dps we needed for a four player greater rift 46 and we popped the um oh i i should mention i um before we did the 46 i was like yeah you know i'm i really need to stack cooldown reduction and then I remember, oh yeah, don't I have an obsidian ring of the zodiac? And so I, t I, I think I, yeah, I um, enchanted off the re reduced resource cost on that to get a socket, and it was not not an amazing obsidian ring. I mean, it was like a five, no, seven percent attack speed, 
I think 5% cooldown reduction and I think 5 or 6% crit chance, something like that. So, I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was good enough and the proc on it in of itself is great. So, um, I, I swapped that out for, I think I was using uh, a Nagel Ring. Not, no, 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 not a Nagel Ring, a Windward. And I, I had a Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade of the Treasure Goblin Spooker that I was using. So I figured, you know, that that would be helpful for a group, right? Well, then I realized, well, we're running with a ZDPS, um, you know, uh, CC monk, uh, monk, not monk, <laughs> CC doctor, and a fear doc. And so I was like, well, this that proc is going to waste, so I might as well try out the obsidian ring, right? So I did that out, and oh my goodness, what a, what a difference that ring makes. I mean, I was able to sometimes occasionally stack, um, well, I don't think they actually stack, but have two Serenity Circles down on the ground at the same time. Um, I wasn't able to keep Epiphany up 100% of the time, but pretty darn close. And anytime I'd get low on Spirit, I would have my, uh, I had the, I think it's the Air Allies, the ones where they grant you Spirit when you sacrifice them, or, or whenever you use their active effect. So any time that I would need to do that, um, that was pretty much always off cooldown. So I was always able to keep my spirit up. Um, so it was like, it was, you know, it was a circle that fed upon itself because I'd be able to keep doing cyclone, uh, cyclone strikes to keep pulling things in, which would then also decrease my cooldowns on everything else that was off a cool, that had a cooldown running. And it, it, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And, um, we were running with, like I said, the fear dock, but we also had, uh, pulled in a, a whirlwind barb who had a bunch of different greater rift keys. And so we're like, oh, okay, you know, this guy, I, he, he should be fine. You know, he should be pulling, he should be, you know, the other DPS that we need because I, my, <laughs> my pull monk has very little DPS. And, um, so we're, we're doing greater rift 46 and we, we got the tile set, uh, you know, in Act 5 when you're in the uh, Battlefields of Eternity and you find that monster that has a portal on top of its head and you go into that portal and it's like the plateau, the stone plateaus with the bridges in between. We were on that tile set and out popped Veracity and we we're like, okay, great. This is wonderful. And we're, you know, weren't thinking too much of it. And then all of a sudden, um, Bryzy into party chat types in shit and i was like what and then i noticed wait a second his health bar is empty oh no yeah rest in pepperonis brazy he um i guess we bit off a little more than he could chew and then because he was our main source of damage i uh yeah we 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 had to abandon <laughs> we we could not kill veracity we just did not have enough dps um so yeah that was fun and uh but Bryzy's demon hunter has not has not been forgotten um i created a demon hunter actually just today and i named her vala um you know in honor of heroes of the storm Although in hindsight, I kind of realized that maybe if I was truly honoring Bryzy, I should have went rolled with male D 
Demon Hunter, even though they don't exist, and um, name him Bryzy. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But, uh, just before recording, I am, I, I can, I can happily announce that my Demon Hunter Vala, she hit 70, and I have about 700 and something blood shards to spend, so we'll see where Kadala takes the Demon Hunter, but I'm super excited. I haven't done a Demon Hunter in hardcore. Um, I did have a, I think it was a Ancient Pus Spitter. It was only like 2600, maybe 2700 DPS. It's a two-handed crossbow. Um, not not the most amazing twink thing to put a gem of bees into, but it did it did the job. I, unlike the Crusader, I had no problems leveling up the Demon Hunter. Um, actually, the 60s went by pretty fast, <laughs> whereas I was struggling with the with the Crusader. I was not struggling with the Demon Hunter. I happened to come across Cindercoat in the 65 range I had a Donetta spike drop I think at 67 so that kind of stunk but whatevs and uh, I was just I was pretty much just running um, you know a multi-shot build and it was working fine I was using that plus evasive fire as my main hatred generator uh, I was using the cold um, turrets uh, I forget the exact name of the rune um, just to help you know corral or slow things down and of course had to have um, uh, what is it uh, the shadow the um, oh I can't remember but also vault and what was the fourth thing I had one more thing I can't remember oh in rain of vengeance for that extra DPS when I needed it and yeah didn't have any problems got her to 70 um, really excited to take the next step and see where we go from there and uh yeah, uh, this by no means mean is to suggest that I'm abandoning the monk or even my crusader. Just you know, needed another diversion, I guess, because the season's long and it's going to be long. And my Diablo two diversion did not last as long as I thought it would. <laughs> so there you go, and that's pretty much what I've been up to, other than uh, other stuff, which I guess I'll get into later when folks honestly um I, I'm looking for your feedback I kind of feel like our other games and entertainment section kind of feels a little mm, tacked on I guess you could say I mean this what what say you do you appreciate it do you enjoy hearing about what else we play or whatever else we watch I mean do, do you like that um let, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter or, you know, just send an email to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com um, and let me and us know what, what you think of it. So, uh, let's get into, uh, well, before we move into the tweeters, which, as usual, there's a ton of them, um, let's talk about Audible. You can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get a free audiobook. When you go to bit.ly slash sspbook, you will be signing up for a 30-day free trial. That trial will give you access to the digital versions of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal, as well as ha um, be able to participate in any other member offers, which they're almost always running. If you do decide to keep your trial running past the 30 days, uh, you'll get a credit every month to use on over 150,000 titles to choose from. And as we've mentioned before, they span the gamut of everything so 
Go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook today. Oh, as I take a quaff from my beverage, let's talk about the tweeters. So, okay, uh, last week, Scanline finished us off with a tweet about moving up very slowly and careful, and he had just completed a greater at 45. Uh, well, Kagurai LeBlue responded after, I, I think maybe while we were doing the show, and he said, <laughs> you'll catch me soon. Sadly, I'm retired for the remainder of the season. And then Scanline responded to that and said, oh man, why is that? I'm taking off, or I'm taking time off in the middle, in parentheses, soon. So I, I guess that's always a good thing. Don't want to burn out. Kagurai responded and he said, in a place I can't play hardcore because of internet. I did a final attempt to push, but got wrecked, LOL. And then Scanline responded and he said well you are getting married so a big congrats on that i guess that's a consolation right <laughs> and then scanline quickly followed that up with uh by the way curious what games are you playing and then kagurai said thanks and i'm playing binding of isaac trying to play fallout and might be might be trying skyrim again soon so yeah pretty much all things that he can play um without having to worry about internet connection and uh, I tried to play Skyrim. Oh, just I don't know. Maybe maybe someday I'll be in the mood to play that. Well, anyways, Ey Edgar zero one 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 sent a tweet, and he says at Shattered Stone leveled up his season three WD ran speed rifts with KSB at KSB podcast own Dini found SMK and TNT. Overall, a very productive weekend. I great for you. Good job. And then Kurova, as he's wont to do, sent us a tweet and says, At Shutterstone, now, why are you torturing your listeners? We all know you record Monday, and we have to wait so long. And, <laughs> okay. <laughs> then Kurova said, Reloading my iTunes queue every hour, hoping for the next episode to show up. Hashtag no patience. Hmm... And then he sent another tweet. Paragon 260. Even playing solo, I might just reach 400 this season. And that's when my max per season was around 150. So, wow. Good job, Krova. I It really does make a difference being able to do um, Torment 6. Doesn't it? Um, because if you're stuck at Torment 1, Torment 2, it feels, well, it feels like an uphill battle. And then you get to 400, maybe even 500, and then you're like... Oh, if I can't speedrun 40s, this is going to take forever to get to 800. <laughs> so then uh, uh, he follows up with one more tweet, and he says, At Queen of Haiku, so sad to hear that. Oh, I didn't pull in the tweet that he, this was in response to. I imagine it was uh, Jen saying that she's still not feeling good. Wish you well. Hope to hear you soon on the Shattered Stone again. Yes. And I was actually hoping Jen would be good enough. So I wasn't doing this solo, but, you know, allergies have been absolutely awful. So, uh, hometown hero 8 our very own Jesse. Uh, oh, by the way, he's back in the Shattered Soulstone clan. He left the Blizzpro clan. Wow. Blizzpro clan. Enunciate, Jason. Um, oh, that's my real name, by the way. Um, thanks for the shout-out intro at Shattered Stone. Rach is working and the kids are at grandma's. 
dare I say, gas station Philly tonight, boys? And then I, of course, had to respond to that, and I said, three weeks in a row? They must be good. Mayhaps Rillandoon and his cronies don't have the market cornered. And Rillandoon responded, and he said, we invented the market, patented the market, and own the market. All others are imitations. And then Hometown Zero... Hometown Zero, <laughs> oh my goodness, Hometown Hero responded and said, I'll tweet, it, I'll tweet a pic tonight after I get it all done up. And it goes so well with a cold bud light. Oh boy, he's just egging real on. And real responds and he's just crying at real actual tears right now. For real, <laughs> that isn't beer. And then Korova sent us another tweet. At Shattered Stone, you did record last Monday, or... <sighs> Real and Noon then responded, and he said, At Shattered Stone, I pulled a... At the underscore Brasia. I was too tired to be playing, but did anyway. And ripped Wichita, my season 3 demon hunter. I am sad face. And then he has a teary face. Scanline responded and said, Rip, sorry to hear, man. Did you have one of Hometown Heroes' sleeping pill laced gas station subs? And then Rill said, I did indeed, but I know better than to drink Bud Light. What? Animosity. And then uh, Scanline tweeted back with just a picture, and it's a picture of Coors Light on a windowsill overlooking, I would assume, is his backyard, which is huge. And, um, then hometown hero Jesse responded. He says, "Okay, boys, golf is over. What better way to end the perfect Friday?" And he has a six-pack Bud Light and two gas station Philly cheesesteaks. Well done. And Rillandoon responded, and he says, "And some cumin hummus I just made from scratch." And he has a picture of um. Oh boy, I'm going to butcher the name of this beer because it's not one that we get out here on the West Coast very often. Uh, Leningales, I think, and it's a summer shandy, so that's a lemon beer. Um, and I guess they were playing um, a bean, uh, beanbag, get the beanbag through the hole, and it's a cumin's board. I, I don't know. And Hometown Hero finishes off this uh, this picture laced thread of tweets and he says okay boys the final product is magnificent and um doesn't look so magnificent the cheese isn't even really melted what the heck actually looks kind of crappy <laughs> and then real and dune says all of you come to philly steaks on me real steaks so does that mean that he's going to pin you know, stakes onto his clothes. That might not be safe. If they go out into the woods, he might get mauled by black bear. Or is it brown bear? I think we get black bears here in California. Uh, anyways, Rillandoon then tweeted another one, and he says, five for five of the guys I'm with, that's not even food. I, I'm assuming that's what they said. So I guess they were playing, I guess him and, his, and some buddies were playing the beanbag, get the beanbag through the hole. That probably has a name, and I can't think of it. Anyways, Hometown Hero says, Deal! Next time in Philly, show me the way! That's awesome. Um, if I ever make it out to Philly, I will absolutely have a 
cheesesteak, not a Philly cheesesteak, because you're in Philly, so it's just assumed. Anyways, Recklaw, otherwise known as Walkman8 on Twitter, says, at Nevik James, at Shattered Stone, even D2 knew what paladins would become. And he has a picture of an item called Monk's Circlet uh, from Diablo 2. And it has the bonus skill, plus one to paladin skill levels. So that's interesting, right? <laughs> but paladins didn't become monks, but it's kind of funny anyways. So Papa Kangaroo, otherwise known as Medros, says, Phew! At all things as and at Shattered, at Shattered Stone, both are posted. Sorry for later for all listeners. Been a busy, crazy eight days. Many more to come. And congratulations, Papa Kangaroo. They're working on getting, uh, I think it's an igloo. Um, they're, they're buying an igloo up there in the land of Canada. Um, <laughs> I know Sean's going to enjoy that. <laughs> uh, Karova sent us another tweet. Hopefully this isn't another new... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, never mind. I love it when Karova sends us a tweet. He says, at Shatterstone, yeah, the latest episode finally popped up on my iTunes stream. Thanks. And then Karova followed it up. And he says, glad you clarified the release cycle of the show. We'll be patient now. Just ignore my earlier tweets on the show- subject. <laughs> oh, it's okay, Karova. Even though it started to feel almost like a little bit of a nag, it was all in good fun. We, we understand that you really love the show, and I love when our listeners love the show. It makes uh, doing the show fun. So so don't don't ever stop nagging. <laughs> keep keep us honest, I guess. I guess that's that's the way we can look at it. And so I guess Rillandune caught on to this trend from last show, and he says, at Shattered Stone, when's episode 85 posting? <laughs> it's like, what? We're just now recording it. Be patient. And it's hashtag podvading. <laughs> yep, we're podvading. We, we've only done a show a week for the past, I don't know, almost, well, I think it's going to be six weeks now. And that's podvading. <laughs> because we got the show out one day later than usual. And then Rillandune says, at Shattered Stone, No! The voice of the evil one is back. I must drink copious amounts of beer to cancel the evil Red Death song. And all I have to say is, you're welcome. I mean, that's a great reason to drink copious amounts of beer. So there you go. But real, I will spare you this week. Um, I, I think I think <laughs> I think I got a little too happy with being able to play audio um, during the last show. So I'm gonna gonna keep keep myself honest this show. And. Uh, uh, you'll, you'll appreciate the fact that you're not going to hear anything about uh, some Neil Diamond red red wine. No, you're not. Hopefully not. I don't know. Well, anyways, Rillandune tweeted another tweet to this, and he says, At Shattered Stone, I ripped my Demon Hunter. Oh, no! On Tuesday. This makes sense. It is Nevik's fault. Hey, it's not my fault. Otherwise, you would have ripped a bunch of times, right? Well, anyways, Kagurai Le Blue sent us another tweet and says, At Shattered Stone, I would send you a big long email with a 30,000 minute audio file. No, 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 you are not ever going to do that. But my playtime has been light and not enough salt. Well, 
Hmm. I guess it's got... I guess your playtime has had lots of Splenda then? Bad jokes, I'm sorry. Anyways, Kagari LeBlu also sends us another tweet. He says, at Shattered Stone, just did the team builder. And if you're wondering what that is, that's uh, a Heroes of the Storm promotion through Facebook where you um, you grab friends from your Facebook friends and then you give them traits. Oh my goodness, that thing was such a broken piece of... Mm, yesterday. Anyways, and you do this to get a uh, Mechano Spider Mount in uh, Heroes of the Storm. Anyways, he says, I... I'll, I'll just start over. Just did the team builder, finally, and got Vala, which is my main hero. Well, good job. I, I guess you got, you lucked out and got the traits that you felt were most appropriate for you. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, then I tweeted, and this, uh, I, I tweeted this just to, so that I wouldn't forget to mention it during the show. And I said, oh man, was doing four player, <laughs> was doing four-player Grey Rip 46. It just had to be Veracity. Rip at Bryzy D3. May your amazing demon hunter's deeds be remembered at Shattered Stone. And I just, I because I was so tired, because this happened like at 3.30 a.m. or something like that, I didn't want to forget, because we were going to do the show later. And uh, so, yeah, I sent that tweet. Well, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant, <laughs> wow. LT Lunatic 22, otherwise known as Lieutenant Lunatic, uh, says rip to a fellow demon hunter. Oh, unhappy face. And then Bryzy D3 responded and he said, To fail is to not fail, unless you fail to start again. Thanks for the kind words. Back to leveling gems. And at first, when I read this, when he tweeted this like at 4 o'clock in the morning, I thought he was quoting something from The Dark Knight when, uh, um, Oh, oh my goodness, I'm totally blanking on, oh my god, Bruce Wayne, um, his butcher, his, not butcher, <laughs> butler, <laughs> oh, I'm sleep deprived, folks, in fact, I think that's probably going to be the show title, some form of it, anyways, then, uh, oh boy, here we go, Sh- Shep- Shepherd Seija, I pronounced that, Spot on, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Seja. Um, at Shadow Zone, great episode as usual, guys. Keep up the good work and mispronouncing names. Well, we will never stop doing that. I promise you, we will never stop butchering names for anybody. And before we get into the question of the show, we did get a late response from our last episode, and it was Fuck Boop Hog, and his unicorn was an Innis hat. I can't get one to drop. And you know what? I got an Innis, but what I'm looking for is a Lilorix crown with a 100% gem bonus roll. That would be amazing. I could stick that on my pole monk, and then my cooldowns. Oh boy. Oh, it's be so, it would be gorgeous. Anyways. Our question from last show was, what class did you roll for the new D2 ladder reset? Uh, thank you, Lantonio, for making sure that uh, we were a little more specific. Korova responded, and he said, Diablo 2, never played it, never will. You'll be spared my tweets on this subject. Okay. And then Kakarai LeBlue responded, and he said, Sorceress, I've got three very dead sorceresses. That said, as I'm not really currently raiding, I could probably make it a fourth. 
especially with his spotty internet, I bet. And then Recklaw, as as he's known on Twitter as, as Walkman8, responded, Summoner Necro, still alive and kicking. Unfortunately, I can't res other players in hardcore, because everyone else I played with is dead. Yeah, Cyberwolf ripped, Quad ripped, um, I think Scrum ripped a couple times. I'm still alive, but my will to play is dead, <laughs> I guess. And as I knew would happen, my good friend Jage responded with a simple no. <laughs> okay, so for our question for the next show, I hadn't really thought about this. But, you know what, with Heroes of the Storm just being released, I don't think we've asked this question before. What character from the Diablo universe would you like to see introduced into Heroes of the Storm? Because uh, Johanna was just released, and she's representing the Crusader. And I got to play with her earlier today. Oh my goodness, she is amazing. Does, she doesn't feel overpowered. Um, or at least the builds that I was running with didn't feel overpowered. Uh, her kit is really cool, really, really cool. Um, you have Punish, which is a short little AoE in front of you, which slows enemies. Why am I... This isn't a hero's pocket. Well, anyways, you're probably curious to know what, what moves she has. Um, she also has Condemn, which sucks people in. Oh, that is beautiful. That is such a disruption. It disrupts... <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it has a short range, but you can move while, while you're doing it. And it has your typical condemn vacuum uh, timer on it, so it like takes maybe two seconds before you suck people in. Um, beautiful. And then her third main ability is Shield Glare, and that is a long, narrow uh, cone of effect in front of you, or not? Well, not in front of you. you get to, it's a skill shot, and it will blind uh, heroes that are hit with it for I think it's either two seconds or they're next to it basic attacks, something like that. It's kind of like um, if you ever played Lily, her, it's either Blinding Wind or Binding Wind, I forget what it's called. It's same same kind of deal there. And then she has two ultimates. She has Falling Sword, which I was hoping would be amazing, but it's just not, it's, it's not super useful. <laughs> her uh, Captain America shield stun is so much more useful for team fights. Because it will bounce up to, it will hit one target and stun them for two seconds, and then two additional targets for like a second or something like that. And then at level 20, you could make it, I think, bounce to another two targets. But you also have your, she also has indestructible at the talent at level 20, which when she dies, she does, she um doesn't die. She's left with I think zero hit points, but her full hit, like uh, she. Um, it gets a shield for her full HP bar, so it's like she almost has a second health bar. That's, yeah, that is, um, she's kind of squishy, though, I've, I've noticed. She is a little squishy. So, um, just, I mean, just the first day, gonna have to figure out the meta with her. See, see how she falls in, um, and I'm not really gonna elaborate too much further, but yeah, she's so much fun. She looks so amazing, just her just her regular armor uh, it's just oh it's so good her master skin is pretty amazing i bought the bundle so i got the centurion armor um the centurion skin kind of goofy but it's got some color combinations i'll work with some goofy mounts so i figured why not um 
and it was only like an additional three dollars to get to get that skin so i figured whatevs so anyways we got some emails and you can send an email or an audio to show at chattedsoulslam.com our first email as you might expect would be from Raylan well maybe you didn't expect it and he says a the a slash two slash c was on purpose I know real I know it was on purpose and it was dumb I'm just yeah two four invocations of the evil music well at least it wasn't five see the spidey quote was for you Nev I know you like the web crawler actually yeah yeah I love spider-man I absolutely love him and then 2.1 <laughs> good grief Wayne Newton was birthed. <laughs> oh my! <God. laughs> Wayne Newton was birthed from the left testicle of Satan, A.K.A. Neil Effing Diamond himself. <laughs> oh boy! And then E. Functropus. That was cruel and unusual punishment for Brasia. For shame! Cheers, Vincent, A.K.A. Raylan Dune. Well, there you have it, folks. Real really, really loves Neil Diamond. I mean, why else would he constantly be begging for it? I mean, it's almost as if he he has an IV of red, red wine hooked up to his left arm or something. Or maybe right arm. Usually it's right arm, right? Anyways, we got an email. Actually, I think we got a pair of emails. I'm not sure if we're going to get to the second email. Well, it's probably going to be kind of a shorter show because it's just me. So, email number one from Funktropus, and uh, I kind of pre-read this, boy. This is, you're you're in for a folk, you're, you're in for, folks, you're in for a treat, that's what I meant to say. Ambrasia, oh, you, you are, I, I bet you are smitten with the fact that you're in Phoenix right now and not, and couldn't be on the show. Anyways, Funktropus says, A, have you ever noticed there are way more zombies in the crypts than there are villagers in New Tristram? The villagers must be dying to get in there. And I think that is a throwback to Brasia's terrible joke segment that lived exactly one episode because it was so terrible. Uh, and then B. In honor of the retro Diablo 2 ladder reset, drew it all the way, baby. Uh, okay, here we go. All right. I kind of, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes, folks. Super Greater Riftalistic Ancient Mesa Dosis. Finding ancient furnaces is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, the demons get precocious. Super Greater Riftalistic Ancient Mesa Dosis. <sighs> when Diablo came around, he possessed a wee la- uh, no. Oh, Funktropus, I don't- I don't get this- Don't get the rest of the reference, so I- I don't know what to set it to. So anyways, when Diablo came around, he possessed a wee lad. But then some heroes slayed his ass and he kicked it up a tad. The Dark Wanderer came along and made for Luke Galeen. Once he passed through Karast, he was never the same. Some heroes came along and slayed him once again. Diablo then thought that possessing some dude or possessing dudes was really quite lame. Diablo decided that being femme would be a better time, until some heroes came along and slayed the evil prime. Oh I really don't want to do this. Here we go. Um Diablo A Diablo A um Diablo I Um Diablo A Diablo A um Diablo I Um Diablo A Diablo 
A, um, Diablo I, um, Diablo A, Diablo A, um, Diablo I, Fiend, Happy Face, Funktropus. <sighs> Funktropus, I may have to ban you from, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, Brasia, why couldn't you be here to save me from that? Like I said, I didn't get, I, I, I understood the, um, Super Califragilis Expialidocious reference, but uh, I didn't get the rest of it, so. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some emails or tweets saying, Nevik, what is wrong with you? How did you not know this? And, yeah, I could have probably tried to Google it and find out what it was. Well, anyways, we got an email from Ruak. Uh, actually, I mean, we got a novel from Ruak. And he says, Hey, Stoles hey Soulstoners, a few weeks back, I wrote in to share my love for you and for the other Diablo podcasts I listened to. During that time, I shared with you my love of role-playing and writing backstories. You asked me to send in one, so here it is. While this story may not be completely lore-based, I have tried to keep it as best within the lore that I know to be true so far. Also, I used some info from the PTR and other things to make sure I could make a decent story for my planned build. Also, I had to cut it down to have a smaller... <laughs> he had to cut it down... To have a smaller story for you to read, if you choose, on if you choose to on the show. Thanks again, and hope you like it. This was cut down. <laughs> oh, also, Ruhak, um, paragraphs, please next time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so this is the, his origin story of Af um, Aphelion, Aphelion, something like that. First of that name. First of that name. I'm not sure what that means. Season 3 Softcore Crusader. Rangol Kygrain was a small farm boy, and when his farm was attacked, he found he had an affinity for fire magic. His farm was later attacked again by the creatures known as the Karza, led by Dark Cults. Er, Kazra. Wow. Yes. I know the monster types in Diablo. <laughs> I just can't pronounce them. <laughs> The Kazra, led by Dark Cultist. One of the Inquisitors saw that Randall had an affinity for magic. They ran tests on him over and over to find out to... Uh, oh, wait. I'm sorry. They ran tests on him over and over to find out how to extract the magic and transfer the power to themselves. That's terrible. Over and over, Randall was brought to the brink of death, but never was he fully killed as they were afraid it would destroy the power within before they could extract it fully when they decided to kill him <laughs> wow um so that they could not uh, uh, i'm sorry when they decided to kill him so that if they could not gather the power then no one could and it must be destroyed in that moment just before death a crusader by the name of gerhardt threw his mighty shield and in a single blow killed all ten of the cultists that sounds like a tall story Gerhardt was one of the first crusaders and my blessed shield build. Gerhardt took Randall as his apprentice when he saw that he was a Nephilim and could be used to fight against evil. On their travels, they came across a small place just outside of New Tristram called the Cemetery of the Forsaken. While searching for a lost crown, they dove deep into each of the three known underground layers hidden beneath the cemetery. While on their journey, they found in a hallway a skeleton who still had his armor on. They found his journal, which miraculously had not been turned to dust in all this time, presumably well kept by the way of magic. 
They learned that his name was Roland, and he preferred two techniques over all others, Shield Bash and Sweep Attack. Both are formidable against the denizens of evil and are taught to every crusader. This armor set was magically enhanced to enhance each of those attacks. Randall found that Shield Bash was one of his favorite techniques and so asked if they could take the armor with and talk to Hadrig the blacksmith about reforging the armor so it would fit Randall. I'm sorry, so that it would fit Randall. <laughs> Gerhardt agreed, but also told, also told him to also learn all he could of Roland and learn about who he was and learn from him as if he was also Roland's apprentice, as Roland himself seemed to die without one. Hadrig was able to reforge the armor and it fit Randall very well and it did increase his power greatly. There was one beast which was too strong for the two of them and even though Randall killed it, the beast known as Siegebreaker was the killing blow to Gerhardt. Gerhardt in his dying breath told Randall to take a new name as he was Randall King Kygane no longer but a full member of the Crusaders and while it would be customary to take his master's name, he really had two, Gerhardt and Roland. With this knowledge, Gerhardt gave Randall the name of Aphelion, meaning infinite fire in a long forgotten language, meaning both that the technique of shield bash and the specific use of crumble to enhance its use would be a fire burning that no evil could extinguish and that Aphelion had a noble heart and a fiery passion for protecting those in sanctuary. Out of the belly of the siegebreaker came a pair of bracers which seemed to glow orange in the light. Ophelion took these and brought them to Hadrig who forged them as well and told him the story of the bracers, saying that they are called Darkon's lesson and would enhance his power even further. It was now Ophelion's duty to go out into the world of sanctuary on his own find an apprentice if he could, and extinguish the evils of Sanctuary with both fire and flame. Cue Dragonforce song here. Roleplaying of Philion in terms... Oh, I'm sorry, this must be an, um, an... What do you call it? An, uh, <laughs> footnote? Roleplaying of Philion. In terms of roleplaying him, he loves to be in the front of the battle and protects any of his allies as much as possible. His favorite bounties are Wortham survivors and anything where he can help to save those who have been captured much like himself at a young age. I hope you enjoy it and keep up the great work. Signed, Rurak. Well, thanks, Rurak. If you have any others, send them in. Just remember paragraphs. Makes it so much easier to read. So, our, um, and also, I, if any of our other listeners out there, I, I know you're out there, I, I, I know there's many of you. If you are also kind of a, um, if you like to roleplay, send in your backstories. It'd be fun. I, I, it's fun. So just do it. Okay. Anyways, we got another email from Funk Tropis. And he says, Hello, stoners. Thoughts on power creep. I seem to hear in general that power creep is a bad thing. And I'm wondering if it, I'm wondering if that is really the case. Sure, Greater Rift 40 is not what it used to be, but I think of Power Creep as something that gives the top of the heap more end game to pursue. Power Creep, I think, is often the result of new items, new synergies, etc. 
These novel aspects of the game encourage passionate players to re-engage to achieve new goals. I would be interested in your thoughts about the cons of power creep. Sure, a greater rift 40 is no longer the tip of the top, but doesn't that just give us new things to strive for? Not that I'm anywhere near the top of anything. Signed, Funktropus. Well, you're only going to get my thoughts on this, and I'm not going to... I don't think power creep is necessarily a bad thing. It's just... It, we're, we're in a weird place now. and I, I don't think anyone can deny this. We've gotten to a point where Torment 6 is really, really easy. Um, not for everybody, you know, but for those of us who play a lot and complete our six-piece sets that are designed to, you know, just absolutely, you know, destroy Torment 6. Um, Torment 6 has gotten to the point, uh, and then, of course, you have your legendary gems on top of that, and we keep getting new ones, which, you know, also introduce new synergies, new open up new possibilities um and just I, I think the main thing ancient items really introduce a whole new level of power creep especially with weapons i mean there's no denying that but um what we're talking about is um <sighs> well if we ever get that death that death prophet's gift where you can add a socket to a piece of jewelry power creep is going to you know it's gonna it's gonna go back up again um by how much we don't know um because it's hard to say i mean sure you can do the math um yeah it's gonna get to the point where maybe maybe even 40 isn't gonna be anything um maybe 50 is gonna be the new you know power leveling in the future Whenever patch 2.3 comes in, and if we do get that Death Prophet's gift, um, I, I mean, I guess it's natural. I mean, in order to keep, like you said, to keep your, to keep that one percent engaged in the game, you have to give them things to chase. Because if they if they cap out on their power, what are they going to do? They're going to get bored. They're going to go start playing something else. Um, so yes, um, it's a good thing to keep it in the game. There's a, there is a question though. I mean, the main problem, and I, I'm having a hard time, um, you know, getting the words into into place to best to best share my thoughts. Obviously, I'm struggling with this. I'm sorry, um, but uh, <laughs> when we start. When we start having this power creep and, you know, you, you have a segment of the player base that starts moving up, you know, they, they start getting up into that new place uh, where they, they start getting to the ceiling that used to be, you know, back in season one before ancient items were introduced, you know, doing a 40 back then was like unheard of, solo at least. Um, actually, there were a couple, but, you know, it was crazy, right? Ancient items were introduced, power creep, we all took a step forward, some of us took a lot of steps forward, but as more people get to experience that high greater rift levels it's put a it's put a new focus on just how the mechanics start to break down at that level you know um you, you start getting to the point where once you start getting past greater rift 40 things are very dangerous and um you can get one shot this is especially troublesome for demon hunters which have issues gearing for toughness um, because they're expected to bring all that DPS. 
So sometimes they have to sacrifice their toughness for DPS. And then they have to run in a group because they don't have enough toughness to do it on their own. Uh, I mean, there are demon hunters out there who are doing just fine solo. Um, they have gear completely different. But I think you get what I'm talking about. Uh, as you get into those higher grader rift levels, you start experiencing the issues that, that all these players are doing. And if you're not as dedicated as that top 1% that are playing the game for many, many, many hours, that have a dedicated group or, or you know, a bunch of friends that just run trials and just get a ton of keys, and that's what they do, you know, they spend a, they spend a good chunk of their time just running trials to get a bunch of keys, um, either for group runs or for uh, solo, you know, making solo pushes on the leaderboards. Um, or they, or you know, they start doing the, you know, the, um, what what am I thinking of? The um, where you do one greater rift, and then everybody else hides their greater rifts. Somebody uh, the, of that level, somebody op opens up a greater rift. Like say, we'll, we'll just use some numbers. So you you get a 35 key. You're in a four-player game. Three people hide those rift keys. Um, there's a couple different ways that I think the safest way is to put it in your stash, switch characters, put that key into their inventory. That's the safest way to do it. Uh, I've also heard stories of people vendoring their key, <laughs> which seems somewhat risky, but you know, if, if you're if you're looking for <laughs> just in the interest of time, you know, without having to switch characters, you know, because that does take time. Um, that, and then, so then they have like a greater of 42 key, or it doesn't even matter, as long as it's more than 35. So they, they run the 35, they all upgrade their keys, then the one person who used their 35 key, then, uh, you know, then, then they have a higher level key. Then somebody else, um, you know, goes and hides their 35, or pulls their 35, and, you know, they just, it's like that, and they just run a bunch of them, you know. Four thirty-fives for very for one trial run, right? So that's not exactly an issue of power creep, but it's just kind of um, you know, it's something that's kind of come out of it. Uh, you know, this sense of efficiency. Um, it's gotten to the point where we already have Paragon One Thousands in Season Three, and now, granted, Season Three is now. I mean, we're almost two months into it. Um, it's still get to Paragon 1000 in two months you know it's it creates a rift um, in the player base where you have the people who you know they just play the game kind of casually maybe they want to feel competitive and actually you know what, I'm gonna bring up this uh, somebody on the forums um, posted uh, how to get number one solo worldwide right and how do you do it you play a ton and that that was the point that they're driving home they were like they, they took all the number one solo peop, people on top of each leaderboard and they looked at their Paragon level, how many hours that they had invested in that uh, into the career, and then they divided it by how many days. And it was, I think the lowest person was at least 10 hours per day. Um, that also brings up another issue that I'm not going to bring up right now unless Jh wants to send in an email. Uh, Jh knows what I'm talking about. Um, but essentially power creep has introduced a new problem people have got we've gotten to the point where torment 6 is so easy people want torment 7 through 10 
And then it's like, what what if we do introduce more power creep? Then then like, then what do we do? Torment ten through twenty? You know, it's that that's one of the problems. Also, um, then you have your one shot mechanics. People complaining up a storm about jailer. Oh my goodness, jailer. <laughs> and you know the other unavoidable damage that's incoming. Now, when they do remove perma CC, there will be an adjustment. We don't know exactly how this is all going to play out. Um, we won't really know until the PTR comes out for patch 2.3. And even then, you know, it's still a PTR, so things are subject to change. So we're not going to get a good idea of where, you know, how everything's going to shake out until the until patch 2.3 PTR is almost done. So. Like I said, it's good and it's bad. And honestly, I, I like Power Creep. It feels good to be able to do Torment 6. I mean, it really feels good. After uh, Back in Chocolate, you know, I never got to Power Monster Power 10. I never got there. I think the highest I got was to running 7. Uh, and even then, that was a little iffy. And then in Reaper of Souls, uh, when it right after it launched, I think um, after a couple months of play before the season's... Uh, you know, patch 2.1, hit the PTR and everything. I think I got to maybe Torment 4, Torment 5 a little bit. And then it was like, then, you know, we got those legendary gems. I started to, I started to understand how to gear. I started to learn how to get gear faster. Um, like how to most more efficiently do it. Uh, you know, with the slow rolling and everything like that. And, uh, you know... Now, not running in Torment 6 feels strange. So, um, that that's the bad side of Power Creep, because when you're accustomed to running at that top level, and even then, you're used, you know you can run way past that, it's, it changes the game fundamentally. And that's not a bad thing, and I, I want to stress that. It's not a bad thing that we have Power Creep, because... It's fun. It's fun to kill monsters. And that's bottom line. That's the most important thing in this game. In order to keep the majority of the player base engaged, they need to feel like they're having fun. And power creep allows them to have fun and to hit that, you know, that old ceiling. You know, it feels good to hit it. It feels good to be able to run Torment 6. And not even just run Torment 6. To like just absolutely base roll Torment 6. It feels great to do that. So, yes, you're right. Power creep isn't bad, but it's not great at the same time. And, oh, wow. That, I went on about that way longer than I thought I would. But thank you, Funktropus. Um, after that first email. <laughs> uh, but I, oh my, Funktropus, that, the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, that was amazing absolutely amazing i just wish i understood what that other reference was but anyways we do have some diablo news not much not much um this i heard about this last week on west march workshop and or yeah was it there and it, it was a forum post that um some chocolate players were confused that all of a sudden miriam was in town and that they could actually use miriam and they're like, what the... I don't have Reaper of Souls or the Ultimate Evil Edition, you know, depending on what what version of the game you're playing. 
And turns out that was completely intentional. Tivalier came in on the forums and said, yes, that was actually our intent with patch 2.2.1. So, yay! All you chocolate owners, you now have access to transmog and enchanting. So, yay! Go buy Reaper Souls. Really. It's great. It's in a great place. And although I just went on a whole long diatribe about, you know, power creep, uh, it's great. I really love Diablo 3. I, I wouldn't be doing a podcast if I didn't love it. So anyways, um, we had two Player Way Thursdays um, last week and the week prior, which I didn't include in our last episode. Uh, so we have Demon Coyote's Speed of Lightning Ninja Monk. Gee, I wonder why I would definitely include that. Um, it's a fun build, focuses on lightning damage, obviously, and just being super fast. We don't do build breakdowns on this show, not really too much, because, honestly, I sometimes think it's kind of boring. If I, if I want to, if I want to, if I want to, you know, really understand how to do a build, I'd rather watch a YouTube video where they can demonstrate it. Um, just hearing it audio, I just feel like it doesn't translate very well. Anyways, so we'll include a link to that, um, and... Obviously, I don't think there's actually a video on that, but we'll include a link to the Play Your Way Thursday blog post. And then there's Happy Feet Stone Age Barbarian, which is also another fun build. Uh, very, very, you know, knee smash kind of build. So, you know, that's fun. That's what barbarians are. Barbarians are just smashing things and having fun. So um, I already mentioned the thread. Uh, I forgot to credit the forum user, uh, Heisenberg, awesome name on how to get number one solo and so yeah it really is just you have to play a lot <laughs> that's what it comes down to over on diablo Inc. gamers and on the forums we're not going to be able to get away from this uh group play is it too beneficial and uh so over on diablo Inc. gamers flux put together a blog post on you know are there too many party bon- are there too many benefits for partying in this game I mean, obviously, we want partying to be beneficial. We want it to be more efficient. But I think there's there's too much of a disparity in place. I think I think we can more or less all agree that playing solo in Diablo three, if you if you want to be competitive, you're gonna have a hard time. You're gonna have to play a ton. But uh, yeah, so it's a good article with you know with some good thoughts on it so go check that out i it's an ongoing debate you know uh i think one thing that we can all agree on is that key farming as a group (laughs) 16 times faster than running it solo so there's something that needs to be changed with that at least um over on blizzpro uh lieutenant lunatic he does the transmog tuesday and number 11 came out this just this just today actually and it's of a demon hunter and i looks the transmog kind of looks familiar i can't quite place it but really cool female demon hunter um with uh actually putting the vanishing die on the shoulders because sometimes those shoulders just mess everything up and if you want something very simplistic then go check that out and since we're on the topic of blizz pro oh it is with heavy hearts um that uh Last week on the West March workshop, um, although he wasn't there <laughs> to say goodbye, uh, Leviathan is leaving the West March workshop, and uh, 
Oh, it sucks. I, but, I mean, Leviathan's got a lot of things on his plate right now in real life, and you got to focus on that, because that's more important than Diablo. I mean, straight up. <laughs> you got to focus on your real life before you worry about your virtual life. <laughs> so, all the best to Leviathan. Uh, he, Leviathan, you will always be my crew barian uh, champion. Always. Always and forever. And uh, I wish you all the best in everything that you do. And uh, if you ever, if you ever feel that itch, although I'm sure your first, your your first inkling would be to hop back on as a guest on the West March Workshop, you're always welcome on the Shattered Soulstone as well. I did want to highlight a painting by Jastrun. It's a video of a Shadow of Diablo, and I have one critique to make about this video. I thought I was going to be watching something of, you know, more of in-depth, you know, like speed painting, you know, kind of like is the trend on YouTube. A lot of artists do speed paintings where they just record them doing their painting and then speed it up. That way you get to see everything. This was kind of like a kind of in-between, you know, works in progress pictures with blah. Anyways, the final product is a really nice looking painting so good job Jastron and then finally a lot of people think that Telrosh's is the end all be all well you can mix in Del Sarai's, uh Magnum Otis Opus uh, to good effect and um, this video called Del Rasha Wizard um, focusing with knockback that's the uh, wave of force skill that the wizard has but you have to use the one that actually does knockback um pretty interesting build it highlights earth you know it just it the um oh my goodness i forgot to put down who did this video but anyways their purpose of putting together this video was to show that there are some variances on the talrasha's style of gameplay and that you can mix in delsere's magnum opus to good effect and be successful because this was um recorded in the greater of 50 um while it's not the upper threshold of what Talrashes can do solo, it still gives you a good, uh, it, you know, it allows you to know that, hey, this, there are other variances that will be successful at greater of 50. Now, of course, playing softcore, <laughs> so, um, um, you know, your mileage may vary in hardcore, <laughs> but so, yeah. And um, that's pretty much all the Diablo news that, that I have to talk about. Um, yeah, it's been, well, it's those lean times, right? We're going into summer. Um, Gamescom isn't still until, you know, middle of August. Uh, season three, we're ha almost halfway through it, so maybe we'll see the BTR in couple weeks who knows I, I imagine there's probably some vacations going on right now um over for uh, team three um well deserved <laughs> vacations of course so um yeah so there's not much to talk about in terms of actual news news but um that's never stopped us from doing a podcast and hey now we're doing a weekly so <laughs> But uh, let's move into other games and entertainment. And like I said, folks, um, send me feedback on this segment. Do you feel like it's tacked on and could be left off? 
or do you like hearing about what else we play? Um, so I pretty much really only have one thing to talk about, and that's Heroes of the Storm. And this actually kind of is Diablo-related because Johanna was just released today, and I already went over her, you know, her skill set. She is a lot of fun to play, and I look forward to playing with her a lot more. Um, she is a warrior uh, in the Heroes of the Storm nomenclature, meaning that she isn't your DPS kind of character. She's meant to be a little more tanky to... Um, well, I think more more to the point, warriors are there to disrupt. Um, and that's very, very apparent with, like, Diablo. Because he's also a warrior. He's got a shadow charge and his overpower slam. Well, Johanna, she doesn't have that. She has, you know, Condemn, which vacuums people into her. Um, I did try her... Uh, she has a... I think it's a level 1 talent. Where you can make Condemn do extra damage to minions and stun mercenaries. Um... The damage it adds is really not worth it. <laughs> You're much better off getting uh, the, um, the Crusader version of block, which is uh, decreases basic attack damage, uh, two of them. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What, like I said earlier, we're gonna have to see how the meta plays out with her, but she is a lot of fun. Uh, her trailer was <laughs> really funny. I honestly, I think right. Um, the trailer ends with uh, Johanna saying, who wants to be my apprentice, essentially, or that she's seeking an apprentice. And uh, somebody on Reddit said, um, you know, this screams out to have, uh, what is it? Um, I'm trying to think of the, um, the Crusader-themed Murloc that uh, you got from um, Diablo 3 Collector's Edition. Oh my goodness, Merkelot. There we go. There needs to be a Merkalot skin for Murky now. <laughs> Just, you know, it has to be. It has to happen, right? So, oh, yeah. So I'm going to include a link to the uh, trailer for Johanna and the spotlight. Uh, in the trailer, there was a couple of, like, questionable characters in the background. Like, will this be a future character? Sometimes they'd throw Easter eggs and other things in there. And um, if you watched the launch event that happened in London, well, we didn't get to see here. It really wasn't worth too much, unless you're a big Madeon fan. I Madeon? I, I don't know. I've never heard of the guy before. He's a techno artist. <laughs> Trance techno? I don't know. Um, kind of good music overall, but never heard of him before. And that was the majority of the launch party. Didn't really get any new information there may be a, a frozen throne map coming in the future uh they teased the diablo themed map again and that was oh in the uh mechano spider that that was the only real new piece of information that we got out of it although that had been data mined so who knows um but uh oh i <laughs> this is going to be our song of the show and it's not going to be Diablo related but uh, well I don't need to say any more about it right because you're going to be listening to this anyways and I'm going to be talking about it later anyways so I should just close out the show because honestly my throat feels like it's on fire right now doing a solo show for over you know I've been talking for over an hour and a half or close to an hour and a half straight so <laughs> I need to give my throat a rest 
So you have been listening to episode 85 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives over at ShatteredSoulstone.com. While there, why not join our community forums and talk with other listeners? Just click on the community forums button at the top of the site. If you want to join us in-game, join our in-game community aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post up short missives up on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in-game. This show is powered by you, the listener, so send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We love Twitter. Come and join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at ShatteredStone. I'm at Nevik James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. And our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions and congrats on the future Igloo purchase. Um, for hosting our Loot Deviant show, you can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here who couldn't be here tonight, um, I'm... Yeah, I don't have much. I'm sleep-deprived. I'm gonna go to sleep. There we go. This episode, Song of the Show, celebrates the release of Heroes of the Storm. You might remember back in episode 68, we featured a Diablo 3 rap by Dan Bull. Well, after the launch event in London, Dan Bull put his lyrical genius to work and put together a rap to commemorate the launch of Heroes of the Storm, simply titled Heroes of the Storm Rap. You can find more from Dan Bull at youtube.com slash dbgaming. You can also find him on Twitter at It's Dan Bull and over on Facebook as well. Now, without further ado, here is Heroes of the Storm Rap. A storm is approaching. We'll call it a blizzard to freeze the seas and leave frozen all of the waters and rivers. War is a given. No hidden extras, just endless event and defense to resolve the control of the Nexus. Yes. My actions are reckless. I'm tracking the map with a death wish. I'll do a little more than just snatching your necklace. I'll hug you for breakfast. Your last time I checked this, trapped in the Nexus, gasping and breathless, grasping for exits, but I'm pulling you back to the cesspit. So you better pray that you're ready for the ride to the place where the mentions collide. We're the heroes of the storm. We can walk from Azeroth to the heart of the swarm.
personally stamp on a mercenary camp. Observe me expanding the mercs in my ranks. Murking your carries and hurting your tanks. You hoped it was over, but Murky is back. Murking your carries and hurting your tanks. You hoped it was over, but Murky is back. Illidan will kill a man a minute in a malik in the model man a medal man. He did dilly dally. I'm a limber limber liver, little longer than the liver of a little lost lamb in the middle of an alley. I'm with a valet valet man a manager to banish it to Valhalla. Well, Hallad had enough of valets. Hey, better watch when you wander the lanes. Unless you want Sonya on you again. Gainers are made to the gate as a main to be left with the Sonya for brains. Delayed and rainers, rainers, rain and rain. So rain and the rain till you rain with the rain as a razor, rain with a razor, rain and raise your race and rain. My raise on detritus to get you and wreck you till you left swivel like a razor dying. You better pray that you're ready for the ride to the place where dimensions collide. In the heroes of the storm, we can walk from Azeroth to the heart of the swarm. This podcast is copyright 2015 Dawn Forge Productions. Thank you for listening. Check us out at thedawnforge.com.